you know the deal The powwow after you take a shower And we only deal with the real It feels so surreal Having a show featuring ordinary people Doing extraordinary things Within the community Like raising funds for charity Fighting for diversity Inclusion dispelling myths and illusions Raising helpful awareness Tremendous conscious athletes Marathoners and triathletes Making a difference Combating ignorance mm. Behind the wheel you know the deal Five, four, three, two. Good one. morning, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby Ox, Baby O, D Rock, D Livingstone. Oh, and today we got a very special guest. She's been traveling the world. She's a friend of the show. Give it up for Khadijah Diggs. How are you doing today, lady? I'm fine, how are you? I'm doing well. Oh my God, where are you just getting back from now? Um, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, I just got back from Nelson Mandela Bay, South Africa. Ooh, man. Yes, we, I've seen some of the, some of the images. Wow. What was that experience like? Um, it was amazing. Very special because, um, some really good friends, uh, helped to make sure that I got there. And, um, it's one of the marquee races, the Ironman 70.3 World Championships that, um, every triathlete wants to race at it's to me it's kind of one of the the big events the itu world championships the ironman uh, 70.3 and then of course uh, kona the ironman 140.6 world championships are the races that everybody mm-hmm. wants to get to so it was a great it was a great opportunity to be able to be there wow now you said some really great friends put it together to make make it possible for you to get there what do you mean so um, at first I wasn't going to go. I've, I've, I've been blessed to be able to travel to Dubai, Havana, uh, Denmark this year. And, you know, being a single parent, it just, I just I, I wasn't sure I was going to have enough money to go. And um, my friends at BTA and some who didn't even belong to BTA even had a couple of co-workers uh, contribute to pay for my airline ticket to get there. So that, that made it an even more uh, special event. I was really... I feel like I was racing for everybody. BTA. For those who don't know, BTA is, what does the acronym stand for? The Black Triathletes Association. Wow. That's that's wow. Uh, Tony Brown is the founder of that organization. And Tony, Tony's been on the, on, on the, on, on the show. It's interesting to see that there's, uh, in terms of, I guess, the diversity in, within the, uh, within the sport, it is expanding. Um, it's, it must be. Uh, you had you had some folks there that were with you in in South Africa as well, right? Yeah, Janice uh, Tucker, mm-hmm. uh, Tiancia mm-hmm. James, um, Chris uh, was there as well from Atlanta, um, and uh, the Allen family, Jamila and um, Clement were there. Yes, the, so the that father was, that and was daughter a great combo, the dynamic duo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they they always have smiles on their faces, so it made it great. I passed Jamila on the run, and you wouldn't even imagine that we were running. She was just all I mean, ear deep. <clears throat> yeah, that that was a tough course, huh? Oh yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> the swim, um, the swim, uh, it, it swim was pretty average. Uh-huh. Um, I just uh-huh. didn't have a great swim. I don't know whether it was nerves or. The colds, the water was 58 degrees, so it was pretty cold. Um, but the bike course, um, I loved it. It was absolutely brutal. The first seven and a half miles were straight uphill. 
um, that led you into rough road and then um, some steep up and downs. Um, and then once you came through the up and downs, uh, it was uh, kind of a headwind back into uh, transition. So I really, I really, it was hard. It was really hard, but I really love the course. I love challenging. Now that, that seems to be your, 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 your favorite um, discipline, the bike. Yeah, I think because um, it does require some natural talent um, and it's not to take away from somebody who's a cyclist and, you know, has a natural ability. But to me, cycling is more about um, being mentally prepared, mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. willing to take on challenges and being able to absorb the pain. So I feel like I'm on even ground with everyone else when it comes to cycling or swimming. I, I was never a competitive swimmer, so I'm at a huge disadvantage there. And um, I was a sprinter in high school and college. The longest um, event I ever did was the 1500, and I thought I was going to die when I did yeah, that. That's a good thing. So, yeah, um, that's a good thing. Are your dad going to swim? Yeah, my dad is a, is, he's a swimmer, ocean swimmer. Um, and I learned how to swim at the uh, in the ocean, and I learned also how to swim. Mm -hmm. We used to go to Bear Mountain mm -hmm. Park, and he would throw mm -hmm. me off the diving board there. Throw you off the diving and, board? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have these platform diving boards at the park in, in uh, Bear Mountain. But you just didn't want to and jump? Uh, he, just, he just tossed you in? There was no... Well, I was so, no. When I first learned how to swim, I could barely walk. I learned how to swim as a baby. Wow. Yeah. Mm -mm. So it's um, mm -mm. it's and, and that's why I think I enjoy the swim the most, um, because it just reminds me of that time with my dad. Um, but mm -hmm. definitely, I think um, the bike is my strongest, and um, I, like I said, I feel like I'm on even even ground with everyone else when it comes to the cycling. Yeah, when I look at the uh, some of your photos, I mean, I think of Kip Chogi and he's running, and sometimes you see this little smile on his face. But you are always grinning, it seems like, on, on the bike. And you're talking about absorbing pain. How do you absorb the pain while you're, while you're riding and still be able to smile? I don't... I, I, don't I, I can't explain it. I feel like when you start feeling that pain in your quads, you know you're, you're pushing. And you start passing people. And I, I know at one point we were coming down a descent. And um, I looked... I took a quick peek at my Garmin. I had gotten up to over 40 miles an hour. Oh, damn. And as oh, I damn. passed, as I passed this lady, she said, you're crazy. <laughs> you know, but I just, I, I can't, I can't explain it. It's just, it, I guess it's a, the biker's high. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's such a thing. Cause I've never experienced that on my Schwinn. Maybe you have to have a faster bike or you just have to go faster. My, my swim doesn't get up to 40 miles an hour. Maybe if I was on a, a hill going down bare mountain, I might get up to maybe 40 miles per hour. <laughs> no, it's, it's all about it's And then Coach Alonga said this to me a long time ago. It's, it's all about the engine. Mm -hmm. When I got my first mm -hmm. tri bike, um, I bought a frame and then bought all the components separately. So essentially i had a homemade bike um and i was really intimidated at first mm -hmm. but he said don't uh -huh. worry about it just just ride and i always ended up being one of the fastest female cyclists in my so age. how long have you been competing now i did my first race in 2012. Mm -hmm. um it was uh -huh. a sprint the iron girl um triathlon in lake lanier georgia 
that was my first event. So it's it's about six years now. Six years, and so you have not you you competed uh on the world stage for the U.S. team. Is that correct? Yeah, I um, in 2016 I qualified for the U.S. long course mm -hmm. team, um, mm -hmm. and I did it again uh, last year. And I'll be trying to do it one more time um, in this, in November to race in Spain. In Spain, next. My daughter's in next Spain year. now. My I was like, wow. She showed me some pictures. I'm like, dang, on. Look at this cathedral. This is like magnificent. Woo! But I guess you'll be able to see the uh, the, the the country uh, ground level. Yeah, and that's one of the great things about the sport. You get to see the world on your bike. Um, there's parts of South Africa um, that you just you can't see any other where any other way. Just ride my bike through that. I I, I was uh, looking back on this year. I mean, I've ridden my bike through the desert. Um, I've ridden my bike through neighborhoods in Havana. I've run on the Malecon in Cuba. Um, I rode my bike through the forest of Denmark. And, mm. and now um, through the mountains outside of South Africa, Nelson Mandela Bay, South Africa. So it's a beautiful way to see a different part of the world. Now you said desert, you mean, you said Dubai? Yeah, the bike ride was straight out into the desert. Wow. Mm. So you, mm, this this has been some some experience for you. Now this is this is not the uh, the green machine anymore, right? This is uh, what 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 we're we riding now. What, yeah, what riding I had now? to I had to retire um, the green machine. I was in a pretty bad car accident, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, I kept having problems with the bike and um, had to get it replaced. So I had a pretty bad um, shoulder injury, neck shoulder injury, and um, the bike was pretty much. Uh, destroyed some. I'm riding a new bike, Tranquilo. Mm -hmm. uh, I mm -hmm. named it because of how I feel on my bike. And um, I have a friend, Maria, who I stay with when I'm in Cuba. She always tells me, because I, I always, I'm really nervous before races, she always tells me, Khadija, Tranquilo, Tranquilo. <laughs> so that's why I named, I named the bike Tranquilo. Have you told her you named the bike because of her? She inspired the name of the No, not yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna um I didn't I wasn't able to take it with me to Havana this past year. So uh when I see her in the next year I'm gonna tell her. Antonio Antonio and Hedrick know though. They've seen the bike and they know Who's why. Who's Antonio and Hedrick? Cousins? Yeah, they are they're my best buds in, in, in Havana. And um yeah, I love them to death. They're like they they might as well be my brothers. Yeah. They're awesome. And they've started competing as well? Yeah, um, Antonio had already done um, a few triathlons, shorter distances, mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. he cycles. He used to swim um, for Cuba as well. Um, but this past year, he did the um, the longer distance with me. He did really well. He was the first man out of the water, 26 flat wow. for uh, the swim. Mm -hmm. um, and he did two hours and 30 minutes on the bike with a flat tire and just to, so you can understand the significance of that. Um, they don't have CO2 there. Okay. He changed okay. his tire and pumped it up with a hand pump and still finished the entire bike in two two hours and 30 minutes. So it was pretty amazing. Mm. And Hedrick, Hedrick saw us with our uh, 70.3 medals. And uh, this year he's going to do the 70.3. He's an amazing cyclist and runner, so I expect him to do really well. Wow. So that, that he's really not inspired to get on, get on board and, and, and get after it as well. 
So now, just to back up, now you you were in a, an accident, um, and and as a result of that, you've had to have a, a, a few operations. So how are you able to then continue to to uh, to train and where somebody said, oh, you know what? I think I'll just hang up the uh, the shoes and put the bike on the rack and you know retire. What keeps you going? Um. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, it's it's been awkward. Um, there's been some times, some nights when I've been in a lot of pain. Um, some nights it hasn't bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I recently had uh, some injections in my spine that helped a lot because it was radiating across my arm. The radiating has stopped, but I still do have quite a bit of pain in my spine. Um, I just, when I'm in pain, I, I take it easy. Um, it has impacted some of my performances, but um, I love what I do. I can't, I can't imagine not doing what I do, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. I think that that kind of keeps me going. Um, it's a concern of mine um, moving forward, uh, especially. I mean, I'm no spring chicken, so it, it is a concern. <laughs> uh, just trying to be reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, if mm-hmm. I'm in a lot of pain, I just make sure that um, I ice, slow down, take my anti-inflammatories. Gotcha. So just trying to gotcha. go from there. And I'm still working with um, a doctor trying to get it to a point where the pain I don't have pain or it's minimal pain. Now, you have to be careful of what, what, what type of uh, pain meds you can, can, can take. Yeah, they have this like laundry list of things that you can't take. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. th- I can't take any narcar. Basically, I'm just taking naproxen um, and ibuprofen and time, you know, making that type of thing. I can't take anything stronger than that. Mm. Mm. Now, this is um the, the the sport has really opened up a lot of opportunities for you to, where people are reaching out to you for for interviews. Um, I know Runner's World, I reached out to you, they wanted you to review a couple of hijabs and and now you're sponsored by one of the, uh, by ASEA. Yeah, and that was, I was really excited about that. It was, I started wearing the ASEA hijabs before they started their um, ASEA athlete program. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the that's the one of the key pieces of gear that helps keep me cool i had been making my own um and uh when we did the review of all the hijabs asia was number one bar none Mm. i mean we had um capsters uh nike sakoon um and the thing was it wasn't it wasn't just me stating that it was the best all three of the athletes that were in the final uh, panel review mm-hmm. agreed uh-huh. that ASEA was was the best out of all of them, and their mission um, their mission is so in line with what I'm trying to do. It's just I'm it's one of the sponsorships I'm just super proud of, um, and the young ladies that they are selecting as their key athletes mm-hmm. are just uh-huh. amazing. There's a boxer. When I saw the video for her, when they announced her, the video that they used, I was just completely floored. She's a boxer? Yeah, and she is, she is, she is all that, mm. yeah. And mm. we have just recently, um, just the other day, they announced there's a, um, a softball player, a young girl, she's only 16. Okay. Um, 
her goal is to um, play D1 ball and to play in the Olympics. Mm. And uh, mm. she's got her head on to be that young and to have so much focus and to have your head on straight at that age is, um, I'm just really proud to be part of the ASEA team. And um, I'm cle- completely humbled to be amongst the athletes that they're selecting because the people that they are selecting are absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, when, when, do, you, when do, you, do you feel like any pressure to, uh, to perform uh, because you're a, uh, you know, one of the, the, the first Muslim athletes to make the U.S. team and your mission? Um, I don't know if I would call it pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I always want to do well. Um, but I don't know if I would call it pressure. It's more of a, um, a sense of pride and responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I, I mentioned um, before, you know, sometimes it used to be that I would come to races and it was almost like I was treated like, like a visitor. Um, and I, I've, I've tried to make it very clear. I, I'm there to compete. I may not even be in the zip code of the person who, who wins the race, mm-hmm. but if you're going to beat mm-hmm. me, you're putting out some effort, and that's 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 how I wanted to make it clear. My my goal is to I'm an older athlete. My goal is to compete and do to do some noteworthy things, and hopefully, some young girl will see me and say she wants to do that too and do it even better. Um, it's all about making people recognize that we're more the same than different and allowing a young girl who thinks that she can know that she can. Yeah, you're definitely making uh, making an impact. Uh, so you, you and th- then there's some challenges with just getting the gear uh, worked out, the logistics for your, your kits. And, and now you've got a, uh, I think we had, not think, we had Jason Reinhardt on who uh, designed a kit for you. Yeah, Jason is amazing. He's, uh, as you can see, is a very dynamic personality. Um, he's very knowledgeable about how to navigate certain things. Um, and he makes amazing kids. Um, uh, he's got me. Uh, now I feel like, I, I almost feel like I'm at an advantage over non-Muslim athletes. My hijab is fits me perfectly and it's cool. The kit that Jason made meets all of the ITU requirements. Mm-hmm. It's cooling. Um, it's, I even just got compliments on how it looks. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's an amazing kit. Um, and it's been a, a, a long process trying to get a kit that fits um, my Team USA kit, even though I was, I was extremely excited to have a kit that was ITU approved. Uh, one, I have the only one. They're not, they're not providing it or selling it to other people. So that and while it allows me to race, it wasn't allowing others to race. This, what Jason is trying to do, and what I believe he's going to be successful at, because we're right there, is uh, getting a, a, the, the rules changed to allow for a listing of kits that are ITU race legal, thus allowing me to race internationally anywhere, whether it be an Ironman race. Mm-hmm or mm-hmm. just an ITU sanctioned race. Wow. So that wow. that's what we're working on and he's he's he knew how to navigate all the places that I've been trying to go for quite some time. That's all right. And so what is um what is next for you? 
Um, I have a local race at home I'm excited about because a lot of people right here in Atlanta do it, Augusta. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mm-hmm. on Saturday. Um, and then uh, I have Long Course Nationals in Miami. And uh, I haven't really... <laughs> I haven't really talked about it because I I don't uh, put as much focus on the 140.6 races as most people do, but I am doing uh, Ironman Arizona. I'm not a two, three, four century ride kind of girl. I primarily do my uh, full Ironmans off of my 70.3 training. Mm -hmm. So Arizona? Yes. That's like the desert too, huh? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! So you were um, it, I mean, I had to go through your people to get get some time squared away, because uh, you know, it's 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 becoming more huh? becoming more huh? <laughs> the twins. <laughs> it's becoming increasingly difficult. You know, I had a, a, a was trying to get some time to uh, do this while you were in South Africa, which I thought would have been 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 cool on, you know live there uh well not live i would have been live you would have been live but just being able to 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 catch up with you and janice and the other folks that were um competing that that would have been a uh, pretty special but you know your your agent said you you, you know logistics wouldn't have been you know worked out and there worked was out. there was so much going on in in south africa and i it, it the opportunity to go there i know will never come or won't come anytime soon so there the women for try program uh was there um i ran into this group of young boys cycling mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, and tro- was trying to find out about them because i i'm a member of the metro atlanta cycling club mac they sponsor the one love uh century ride every year mm-hmm. they have uh-huh. uh, what they call the brag team which is a group of young people that they uh try to encourage and um promote leadership through cycling and it, it was a similar mission so i was trying to catch up with them to link them with mac um and there were a few other people that i really wanted to to chat with while i was there just trying to make connections that maybe couldn't have been made um not not having been right there in the country so yeah and plus i was yeah. lost a lot janice and Sean, like, uh-huh. <laughs> keep me from starting any international incidents yeah that, that would that, yeah you need to come home you got you know it is racing and project management and your children and I, I i don't know if when i think about the schedule you know of just training for a marathon you know four or five days a week Maybe some people maybe run five, you know, six days a week. But that's just one discipline. Trying to just conceptualize that with and including in their swimming and then the bike and then the job and the children and the logistics. So you, you almost have to have a, a, a project manager mentality. I mean, everything is like compartmentalized and it's on, it's on a, like a, a schedule. How do you how do you get it all? accomplish what does a day look like for you like i keep i map out all my training six to eight weeks in advance um i actually have a skeleton all the way through the season right from the beginning because i try to know by december what my next year is going to look like Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and i keep all of my training uh in an application a lot of people use training peaks um 
and I have a personal calendar and outlook like everybody else um, and try to integrate my training into being with the kids. Um, Aaliyah, my youngest daughter, loves to swim. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So um, she, there's a pool that has kind of a kid's playground in the water. So she'll do that while I swim. Um, my training area is in the basement. I have a, a section for the kids where they can sit and watch TV with a desk and they can do homework and my treadmill and my bike are right here. So you can see over there, that's where they hang out and there's a little desk there for them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, right over here, is uh, my training area so that's um kind of how i manage that so really um long runs long rides and swimming are the only time i really leave the house and i've even i mean rainy days i've had to do long rides on the on the um kicker the kicker, the kicker yeah it's called a kicker see i told you it's called a kicker I, I know i'm learning the lingo i don't know why they call it a kicker why do they call it a kicker I have no idea. <laughs> okay. I thought I thought I was going to be I some thought, profound, I thought I was gonna be answer, some but profound answer, we'll, but we'll, 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 we'll edit we'll, out this part. We'll, 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 we'll edit out this part. We don't we'll know why they call it. Is the brand is, 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 is the brand is that the name of it or that the brand is Wahoo? Yeah. So how does it? A Wahoo kicker. I'm not now. I'm curious. I'm going to have to find that out. Oh man, but that is that is a lot. I mean, just even thinking about it. It's got my head spinning, you know, in terms of, okay, I got to get up this morning, run off to work, drop the kids off, you know, in between. Oh, I take my hat off to you if I had one on, but, but I don't. So yeah, I'll just salute you. <laughs> so what, is there anything else you'd like the folks to know? Um, because, you know, it's such an inspiration. No, I just, um, I'm just grateful for the journey that I've been on. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I've learned uh, over the years is to stop thinking and dreaming about what you think you can be. Um, focus and believe on the fact that God has something even better planned for you. Think beyond what you believe you can be. Think beyond that. Um, if you had told me when I did my first triathlon I was going to be on the U.S. team or I was going to race in South Africa at the Ironman 70.3 World Championships, I I never would have believed you. But um, now at this point, seeing all the things, all the miracles that have happened for me um, just by believing in myself just a little bit, I've decided to stop worrying about what I think. I started trying to focus on what I know God has planned for me. And I I continually try to believe that God has something better planned for me than I can even think about. So I just just keep focusing and driving and my my hashtag, never give up on yourself. And the hashtag that I I got from you, dream and grind. Yeah. It it is, um, when I I hear of of the stories and and the the people reaching out to you from different organizations from around the world and and it's just something not as simple as I'm going to do a race 
um, and now people are, are finding out more and more about your about your story. It's it's incredible, and I think that uh, yeah, it's 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 just starting. I don't I don't think we're at the end of the uh, the story yet, and so it's it's interesting to see how it all no, unfolds. Hopefully, how it all I still got a lot of racing uh, left in me, a lot of love, a lot of energy um, left in me. I just um, sometimes I'm not sure, quite sure what it is. But I just I keep racing. I keep talking to people, um, and, and and it's interesting. Um, I never really thought of it the way I think of it. But I mean, I, I'm everything that you would think wouldn't be successful uh, in this sport um, or in anything really. I, I got married young. I had children young. I have a lot of children. Um, I took on children that I didn't give birth to. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I was divorced, so I ended up being a single parent. So none of those things say you can do something. And I, I, I think people need to recognize no matter what position you're in, you have value, you have potential, and you can attain whatever you're willing to put in the work to get. Yeah. Uh, it's so hearing the story not that is that oh you know you i don't i don't look at it or hear it and think of oh you know the sympathetic pity oh poor me i don't get that 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 no that, not that at all you. it's it's i get wow there's maybe i should learn how to swim at least you know what i mean and and try <laughs> because it, it, it's if this person can do it and they're doing it and competing on this level then there's really no no excuse. I mean, I had the pleasure of, of of traveling with you, and and rolling up to the start of a race and seeing someone crawl to the start of the race because they didn't have any legs and they were getting in the water. Get I felt like you know, well, don't look because now you're gonna just feel you know guilty. But it was just it's inspiring to see. Um, I said I, I have a goal set up, so I, I'm not gonna. I want to get to Boston. So that that's the first thing. But to be able to see someone with no legs swim, um, and then, yeah. had to, you know. Had to I passed a guy once um, on the bike. He had one arm, which means he beat me out of the water. <laughs> yeah. See, it's things like that that just say, like, wow, I don't, I don't, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's not easy. So anyone that's, that's, that's doing triathlon as a, as, as a sport and they're competing, not at a disadvantage of the, you know, yeah, if you, if you have both arms and not, you, you have an advantage, you have an advantage over that person that doesn't have, but they're still out there. And there's something about, I guess, the human spirit that says, I, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to let this stop me. So when I hear, uh, you know, and you hear your story. Um, I think it's noteworthy to be able to put out this. So thank you so much for so, sharing. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. The story only disadvantage is the one that you put in your mind. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right. But it's always All right. good to come out and chat with you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.